Hello everyone and welcome back to the Total 90 podcast. Uh, we are joined by Leon and Andy on this episode and we'll be discussing all things United. As you guys can imagine, there is plenty to discuss. Uh, aside from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, we do discuss the last few games as well. Uh, just a quick summary on them as we didn't have a chance to speak about them whilst I've been away. Uh, this episode was recorded on the 28th of October 2021. Now, I must apologise, uh, I did have some issues with my mic, so the audio might not be the best, so apologies if you hear some interference, etc. Uh, we'll try and get that fixed for the next episode. Um, aside from that, enjoy. Evening. Evening. How are you getting on? I'm good, mate. Good, I'm mate, good. Uh, fair few requests for this United podcast, unfortunately, mostly from non-United fans dying to come in and talk about United. <laughs> uh, before we get to the, before we get to the topic, I'm sure to talk about. Let's quickly summarise some of our games that uh, we didn't get a chance. Of me being away. Um, so I'll start up with the. I think we went up to the Villarreal game. So yeah, we'll talk a little bit about Leon. Could you quickly summarise whatever you remember? Because it sounds like it feels like years away now. Obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it a fairly nothing game, sort of in the first half. Um, we weren't playing particularly well. Um, they had a few chances, um, and then Antonio Martial scored out of nothing. And we still look quite lacklustre and they look fairly comfortable um, in, in the first half. Um, then in the second half, obviously, we were sort of huffing and puffing a little bit. Um, and then obviously they scored off the back of our own through of play, which could have been stopped had we been a bit more streetwise, a bit more diligent, um, especially Fred in particular. And to be fair, I thought Everton were unlucky not to win the game at the end. Um, when I think it was um, um, the young lad, the blonde hair, he, he should have shot, but he tried to cut it back for Yerry Mina. Oh, Tom Davis, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but awful play. It was. It's another game for me that's kind of flat. We've we've spent a lot of money on this squad. We had high expectations, um, and our poor home form continues. And now that seems to be sort of creeping into our away form as well. So. Yeah, it was disappointing. Horses there, Leon. Hold your horses, mate. <laughs> He's eager, isn't he? Yeah, I was going to say. He's we'll eager. Really get plenty of time to get all of them. Just, um, just... The, next, the next game up, I haven't had anything before moving. No, 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 that was it. No, that was it. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm sure we'll have a chance to come back to it, mate, when we start diving in properly. Uh, up is the Leicester United game, Andy. What positives uh, can you bring into it? Do, do, do we have to talk about it? Can we move on to the Liverpool game now? Uh, nah, to be honest, it, it was one of those games. It's It started off, you know, Greenwood with an absolute screamer and you're thinking, hang on a minute, this is this is looking good. And then they hit back and it's just it's just one of them games where you're thinking, you just want it to end. And then, yeah, the two goals they got were, were late to win the game. But it's just one of them games where you're thinking... This shouldn't be happening, you know. It's when are we going to clean teams off? Because you look at you, and I'm not having this nonsense with people saying, "Oh yeah, but Leicester, they're up there," you know. They're up. There. 
United should be beating Leicester. Fact. You know, it shouldn't. If we've got aspirations of finishing the top two or potentially winning the league, like I think I, uh, I might have predicted in the preseason podcast, <laughs> then you know we've got to be beat. We've got to be putting teams like this away. Leicester are good and they've got a good manager and stuff, but we've got to be putting these teams away. Um, but it was just one of those, yeah, less sad right. about it than really. Can I just add something on, to that? Um, I think you know one of the big mistakes in that game was actually playing Harry Maguire. Um, and I yeah, think yeah, obviously yeah. Solskjaer's uh, reluctance to trust within the squad when other players are clearly not fit, culpable for f- all four of the goals, one could say. Yeah. So, you know, that 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 firmly lands on the bandages door, really. I agree with that, mate. I've got to agree with that. I'm not I'm not into yes. Solskjaer bashing, you know, but I agree with that hundred percent. Maguire Just a should quick start. Little... Thing on on the game boys because I mean my memory's a little bit hazy of the first ten fifteen minutes before Greenwood scored. If I'm not mistaken, were they easily getting through to our defense? Like they had quite a few chances before Greenwood scored that worldie, and then we had like a forty minute spell of like of not even forty minute, maybe a thirty minute spell where we looked like we. Could... Mm, if I remember right, we came out of the blocks. I think in the Leicester game. Yeah, it we, all right. We, yeah, we didn't start enough where we just okay. our shape. Just went yeah. went a bit all over the place, and we were really easy to play. Um, yeah. Um. We'll move on to the next game anyway. Uh, One thing, just a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry that, that that aren't getting mentioned as well. We've not got much to shout about at the minute, obviously, but because you know we got we got beat four two. You know, nothing really gets said about Greenwood's goal. I think it's been lost. Uh, Greenwood's absolute screamer by Greenwood, and also Lindelof's pass for Rashford's goal. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah great. With a quality ball, but obviously, I'm not saying I'm not shouting about that. But I just think, you know, those two moments get seem to get lost because of everything else that's happening. But just a bit, a bit of a shout. For... Those two things don't really surprise us though, because we've seen Lindelof hit that pass plenty of times. So nah, that side of his game never surprises not, me. It's no, doesn't really matter obviously. really in the great scheme of things. But yeah. I just thought it's uh, worth giving a yeah. shout. Um, Atlanta game, Leon. What do you remember about that? Yeah, I mean... To... That one, because I don't think you really enjoyed that game. <laughs> no, no, I've got that one. It's fine, I'll cover that yeah, one. Um, I just think, you know, it showed the level that you need to be at in the Champions League and sort of, you know, I don't want to sit here and bash Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because I've made my feelings about his his level and his quality clear long before. But I think this, when you get to the Champions League, you're up against higher level of coaching all necessarily matter if you've got the best team and you could see that he's getting outsmarted by um coaches to which beating quite easily you know in the two home games we've played against Villarreal and Atlanta we haven't played well you know we we beat Atlanta really virtue of the fact that their center backs one was a 21 year old one was a a left back and one was a central midfield player five of their best players out um had they been at fully full strength I'm not sure we would have would have won that game um, we were completely outplayed. Uh, obviously, we, we, we managed to galvanise and, and come back. But again, it goes back to what Andy said. If we had any real ambition to be taking this tournament seriously, we should we should be winning that game, even with a with a with a with some players rested. Um, but again, we we looked out of sorts. Okay, we played well in the in the second half, but they still had some chances. 
De Gea had to make two really good saves in that second half. So, you know, it kind of sums us up really this season. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have much to say about that game. I mean, even during the game, you might have noticed that I was pretty quiet on our forum because I was watching it and I could see we were going to probably have a chance of winning. But for me, the fact that we conceded two and the way we played, that wasn't a good sign. Yeah. I'll take this game. I'm just <laughs> going to keep it simple. It was Man United nil, Liverpool five. Let's 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 move on from that because um, I just want to. I'll pose it to uh, Andy first. I think I know where uh, Leon. Uh, do you think Ole can turn things around, mate? Do you think he's still the man? Um, it's it's a bit hypocritical what I'm what I'm about to say. Um, do I think he's the right man? No, I no longer do. Um, I don't think he's the right man to to take us to that next step. Do I think he deserves a chance? Yes, I think he deserves till the end of the season and see what he can do. Do I think if we lose against Tottenham, he's gone? Yes, I do. In a nutshell, hope that's kind of summarised it. When did you turn, mate? Just out of oh. uh, it was probably you know what I've been like. I just you know. I think things get twisted in things like the group and stuff where yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't... I'm all, I'm all you know what I'm like on and all this sort of stuff. And it's, it's not that. I'm just, I'm not as, as blinded by outside influences, I don't think. And that's not to discredit anybody else's opinion because that's what it's all about. It's all about opinions. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It's all about opinions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think it started swaying, you know, probably early on, probably the Everton game, to be honest. Probably the Everton game where I, was, I started asking questions because it was a deadbeat game. We actually dominated that Everton game. I was just looking at the stats before when uh, Leon was talking about it. And we actually bossed the Everton game. Possession-wise, we had more shots on target. Um, we had superior possession over the game. We had you know things like the passes and the pass accuracy and all that. I'm just looking at the stats now. Not that I'm a big a big lover of stats, but we bossed the game. So you're thinking we should be putting Everton to bed. We're at home and we can't and it's stalemate and then Townsend gets that goal and then they had the goal disallowed where they could have easily won it. So that's when I started turning turning around with uh, with Solskjaer and then it just got from bad to worse with the obviously the Leicester game and then that Liverpool game, just you kind of, you're right in your own destiny and you? you lose, you lose against Liverpool at home and it's bad. You lose in the way we lost, and it's it's unfortunately for me. It's I don't like the word and the terminology, but it's kind of sacking territory, isn't it? So I think yeah. he's uh, made a rod for his own back, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. On uh, I was going to say I've got a pretty in where I went from yeah, give him give him the chance, give him time to write. That's it. It's done, and that was actually the Leicester game. So. The fact that we lost 5-0 to Liverpool, that was like, I just thought, and you guys obviously seen how I reacted to the Leicester loss, and I just felt the game's up, it's it's done. Um, and it, I would say it's, I felt after when we lost Burnley, was it 2-0 we lost? That's the last time yeah. I thought, right. Yeah. The only difference time now is, you can't say it's not his squad, and be like, all right, and then he wins about six or seven games, and then we go on another run like this. That just can't happen. It has to be 
a very, very long run for him to basically have a chance of keeping his job, in my opinion. I'm sure you're itching to go, mate. The floor's yours. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, you know... Um... Yeah, yeah, I know, mate. It's all fun and games, obviously, outside the podcast when we're mocking each other. But, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on it, anyway? I'm guessing you already mentioned or alluded to, anyway, that you have had worries about him, and I can confirm in our private... <laughs> you have obviously raised it a few times. Yeah, I mean, you... yeah, for me, it's, it's felt like this for for probably about fifteen, sixteen months. I always felt like Ollie was very good off the field in regards to creating a good atmosphere, changing the squad, um, the type of players we're buying, you know, the strategy and the direction we're going in. Um, and there's no doubt that he's from where when he came into the club. Well, well, it's night and day, um, and he's improved us in that sense. But football fans, somebody who, who enjoys watching football and the tactical side of things, I just kept looking at the way we were playing, uh, and I couldn't see anything. It for me, it's not about if you've got. I understand if you've obviously got better quality of player, you're able to implement on the pitch a lot easier. But even without those players, I, I still and now I can't see a star with the players. You know. If you look at our squad, our squad on paper is better than Chelsea's squad. And everyone's, everyone at the beginning, but they said we couldn't win the league. And for me, that was always down to the fact that we didn't have an elite manager, a top manager to take us there. Um, and, you know, I, I want to be sensible. I think Ole Gunnar has done a great job up until now, but take us any further. And my worry is there's a lack of candidates out there I think the board may end up sticking with him till the end of the season, which could be a detriment to us because I'm not sure he still has the dressing room. I'm not even finished top four hundred percent with Ollie. We we could and we should obviously with the team and squad we have, but that's not a given. And I'm not even sure we're gonna qualify for the we've got two very tough away games against Villa and Atalanta. Yeah. Um so we need to sort of we're at this we're at a point now where if we don't make a decision, it could be a disastrous season for us. And I have a feeling Pob was going to leave. It could be other players that are as well if we don't finish in four. So, you know, an important decision in the next sort of two to three weeks about the direction we're going to go in. Um, because I, I'm not sure Ollie can, can take us any further, really. I think it's gone too far now. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree, man. Uh, let's move on unless uh, Leon um, I'm saying Leon Andy's got anything to add in that section I was going to say Leon did mention about suitable candidates and it might be worthwhile kind of diving into some of the names that's been mentioned um, yeah yeah should we move on to that and see yeah what go comes for it. Out that, of it my, next, my question to Leon was going to kind of lead into that funnily enough so yeah, yeah go for go it go on mate Let, let's pretend I didn't say that you ask him no 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 I was just going to say, like, because obviously, and I get, I get where people come from when they say about Ole maybe going now, and I completely get it. Trust me, I do. But do you think? A quick question: Would he? Would we have a better chance of finishing higher and, you know, qualifying from the championship if we got rid of him now, and if we brought somebody in, who who would we bring in that would make such a difference at this time? We short notice. I know people are saying Conte and stuff, but. 
would would we have a better chance if we brought somebody in now and had a temporary manager? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we, should, we would, Andy. I mean, f- for me, let's Andy, talk like, about the, Conte Leon. No, we can, Sorry, we can talk about. But I'm say, yeah. Talking about generally, we've spent yeah. the best part of three and five, and we've twenty games. That's that. Yeah. That, Fundamentally, it's a coaching issue. So I, I refuse to believe there isn't a coach out there, a better performance out of the team defensively, that we can have more. We've got a better defence than us in the last 20 games. Arsenal. This is what I'm talking about. That's a fundamental coaching. Setting up a team. Oli is able to do that. You know, he's, he's spent... Been there. And, you know, we've got... We've now in a position where we can actually say we've got the players. We've got a top squad play like we've got a top squad. There's a massive gap between us and Man City. Massive. And it's fundamentally down to our structure and the way we play and the way we're set up. Um, and do I think there's coaches out there that could set up us better? Definitely. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I'd say set us up better with the team we've got. You know? Um, I don't but... know, mate. Do you... <laughs> Was it... I don't, oh, I'm not could. saying I want him back. Tactically, I'm not saying... he could. Exactly, exactly. Happen, yeah, yeah. Well, first thing he's going to do is start kicking off. Up. You <laughs> mentioned Pompo there actually before we move on. Mate, we've had a conversation 18 months ago, and I genuinely wish we'd sold the guy like 12 yeah, months like the door. Like, and people say, Oh, it's his agent, he's not saying anything. How quickly, by the way, he managed to like quash the rumors about the sun. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agents coming out before a Champions League game and mouthing off, and yeah. mm. uh, we've we've got people gassing off uh, or assisting the first game. Like we should be giving him six hundred. Come on, mate. But he's he big problem to me. Like it's just there comes a time after like how plus like now five. Five or six, I think. I and he's never put more than maybe three or four games where he's been actually top level. Yeah. yeah. And we keep on saying, like, oh, I say we, media, I'm saying, oh, we need another, like, defensive midfielder. To... He plays with Cantia for France, and they still got to have another holding midfielder for him. And then he still manages to goose up in. Uh, in certain, think, um, well, the Switzerland knocked them out from his mistake. Well, not knocked them out, they got back into the game from him. Um, I can't remember on his man or something like that because I think Kino picked up on it basically saying you'll get words from him, but you'll also get that five, ten minutes of where he goes to sleep. Yeah, he's a pretty, he's a problem, that's for sure. There's no question yeah. about that. Yeah, um, anyway. Rant. Uh, let's lead that on to what Leon mentioned as well um, or what your thoughts about it Andy but I think this defence is he's spent 45 yeah, million no. on one Bissaka he's spent 80 million 100% yeah you can't argue with it and a lot of things are like I said I'm not I'm not backing Solskjaer's corner in any way shape or form what I don't like is you know the the absolute dives that are going in on him um, from all angles, you know, not just not just some of the fan base, and it is just some, you know, because you, it's not, you know, a lot a lot of fan base still want to give him time, etc. Because that's what that's what we want as a club. We we don't want to be a, you know, a, a managerial merry-go-round. That I think that's what's 
what's um, tormenting a lot of fans. But, yeah. you know, the, the way the media are going on him and opposition fans, which is, is a bit weird. Media were always going to do it, though, weren't they? Just it's, it's, it's not late, you know. It's more for Man United, though, isn't it? It's like, I always think with the media, they were like, basically, a better word, castrated for so long by Fergie. Like, yeah. they were looking for things they just couldn't. Because bottom line is, if you win, they, like, do you know what I mean? For example, mm-hmm. like, you've got all the stuff about Sancho in the, like, Sky Sports tagged up. I don't really follow Sky Sports, but somebody on Twitter tagged up some of their, like, news lines. It's about Sancho, how he's, like, not settling in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, yeah. like, Thiago Alicante and a half or something like that, is it? Oh, is no. it? Like, um, Naby Keita, it's only been, like, three years before he started to finally get string of games. Yeah. I'm just using Liverpool as an example because they're just like coming out. No, you're right. Throughout. Leon and me spoke about Grealish on a late podcast and yeah, not nothing. It's it's all to do with if that and that manager is winning, they they can't say shit. As soon as yeah. I guarantee you, if Liverpool like, well, look at the way Liverpool, obviously they, they still don't get it as bad as Man United because the media have had pent up for 20 years of Fergie winning. Well, oh, United uh, sells. Exactly, mate. Exactly. That United well. sells. So, yeah. Um, um, but I think a big, a big, just going back to Solskjaer on the defence, a massive error. And it's all, well, it's all well and good saying in hindsight, but, you know, I said it at the time and I think a lot of fans said it as well. Varane, why didn't we ring him in sooner? I know, it, I know there was all the politics behind it and there was Euros and all that sort of stuff, but bringing Varane in so late, will ultimately be one of his downfalls. Because if he'd have brought him in a lot sooner and got him training with the team a lot sooner, he'd have probably gelled a lot sooner. Varane will be, and we will all see it, Varane will be absolutely quality for us and the team. But it can't happen overnight. It's not gonna. You can't click your fingers and it'll happen and he'll gel with the rest of the team. Do you know what I mean? I see now, what I think... you're saying, mate. But I don't... I mean, unless we just gave Real Madrid what they wanted, like... And ten million more, and mm. I don't think I think looking at what, like looking at how our season started, I don't think there was a massive necessity to bring in Varane from the start. Like we have, we we've. I mean, it's obviously hindsight now, but we should have had on paper a decent to like feed our new players in, whilst the old players basically carried us through. Because that old team, like last season, the team we had, should have got us close to maximum points in the first month with the most well, it should, fixtures. It, it should have done, but it didn't. You know, exactly, there's only, exactly. there only a Wolves game where we've um, we've kept a clean sheet. And even then, we, <laughs> we looked to get exactly. away with anything in that game. And it, it's quite funny, I think, uh, over the season, I was looking back at some of the texts I was sending, and I think it was me and Sam had a conversation in, in our forum before where, I think Sam mentioned we need to. This needs to go as a wake up call, and my reply was, "How many wake up calls do we need before like we realise that some to like fix it?" And at that point, we were like either winning or scraping. Obviously, everything hadn't hit the. Now, I think I'm kind of in between Leon and you, Andy, because I I do agree with what Leon's saying, but at the same time. 
I would bring in anyone and that would lead me on to the talk about which is Conte because we've had quite a lot of conversation about Conte especially me and Leon like for example he's available and I think he would be tempting but I'm very very wary of the similarities between when we got Josie and when we're getting him basically like either Whilst I know Leon can say they're not like that similar, and I'll let him jump in and correct me as well if I'm wrong. But characteristically, I think they're quite similar, like in terms of how with the board, with certain players. Um, what do you think, Leon? What's your thoughts on Conte as the possible? Uh, there's, there's, yeah, I mean, from the perspective of you know his quality, um, I don't think that's. In question, um, in terms of what he's won, again, that's not in question. Um, I think you know our, our reservations were about his temperament um, with the owners of football clubs, um, and at times with certain players in the football team. Um, but tactically, he's on the money. Um, you know, he's won in in, in different countries. Um, sometimes with underdog teams. Um, I think I think he's a top coach. I understand that obviously bringing him at this stage and with his particular style of playing in terms of the 3-5-2 or 3-4-3 or 3-4-1-2, it might not suit the players we've got. However, I feel like he's a coach that can adapt. Um, I'm kind of stuck between a a rock and a hard place at the moment where I feel like this team is ready to win now. And as much as I want Ten Hag, and I think he'll be a top coach, are we then not going back to another project situation where it's give him his first year to bed in and get his players? Second year, he sort of establishes his team. Then third year, we're trying to win the title again. And that just sort yeah. of puts us back. Whereas I think if Conte comes in, he's winning now. Look, look what happened at Chelsea with Tuchel. You know, yeah. this, this is my point about managers and being able to manage what they've got. So when Lampard was in charge of Chelsea, they were leaking goals. Leaking goals. Rudiger wasn't good enough. Christiansen wasn't good enough. Um, Aspilicueta wasn't good enough. They need to buy new defenders. He comes in. They got the best defense since he's been there. It's about coaching. It's about setting up a structure and hiding your weaknesses. Conte will be able to do that. Oli's unable to do that. Like Andy said, we've just bought back, and he's kept. We've kept one clean sheet since he's been there, and that's not just because of defense. It's because of the way the team is set up. Leon, it's- I completely agree. Completely agree. Couldn't agree more. But Tuchel won't be at Chelsea in two years' time. Conte, who came okay. now, wouldn't, wouldn't be with us in two years' time. Can I, can I ask you a question, Andy? Go for it. <laughs> if, if in those two years we win a Champions League and, and a title, would you take that? <sighs> it's a tough one to answer. <laughs> I don't want to be that club. Mate, I do not want to be that club. Just, Andy, just a quick... Andy, quick, sorry, quick, sorry can I, just, just, before, before I go in, Andy, this is a bit of a... Um, Remember when we went to watch United um, in the 2008 final in um, in Manchester on the screens? Yes, you remember, remember those. You remember yeah. those days forever, mate. You don't remember? <laughs> oh, oh, that that manager was there for two years. No, you're right, you're so right. if we get to win a Champions League and we win a Premier League title, we'll be talking about that for years, mate. Because at yeah. the moment we're heading into that 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 situation now where it's like nearly a decade since we won the league. No, you're right, mate. You're right. I think I don't, I think it's just the the nostalgia I'm holding on to, but. The thought of being a Chelsea sickens me. It really does. No, I agree. We kind of already are almost like... Yeah. You know I mean? 
legacy, but we're just another club now in terms of when it comes to second managers. Um, what I'm going to say, Leon, the, my biggest problem, because I was having a think about this before, obviously, we came on air, um, dive into Conte a little bit, because we've thought about him quite a bit. Put aside his board dealings, put aside his um, the way he deals with players. My main problem is his system. Yeah, he can adapt, but looking at all his club career, he's 99.9% of the time had three at the back, How or five at the back, however you want to like kind of dress it up. Our team's just not set up for that, mate. We've got a 45 million back who gets in crosses the well <laughs> when he crosses our own half so what you're going to do with him rubbish about oh he might be all right as a right center back he's got the he's good at tackling his position is off positioning is like not great i was going to say awful that not great um he often uh, like on the back post sense that uh, if there's a striker who's half decent at, or even a winger half decent at heading, he's going to score a goal if that goal comes in. Because when when's the last time you've seen like winning a fifty fifty header at the back post? No, yeah, yeah. manager like he just. I'm sorry. Anyway, before I go into a full on one, that's what. Away from the point I was making, mate, is. Like, if we had the players to suit the system that I, and again, I'm, he would want to play, even in an interim. And when you say interim, like, he's not going to accept a six-month contract, is he? He's going to want, like, I want three years. He knows we're desperate. So he's not going to say, oh, well, I'll take six months and I'll see how we uh, and how we get on. If Conte came, he would basically only bring a, I'm assuming he would have to bring in a certain amount of coaches. So, interim, like we're going to, have to have upheaval in terms of our not just first team coaching, like all the way down. Like, what do you do with the likes of McKenna, Carrick, invested? And, and when you take that into account, add the fact that he's there's a chance that he might turn into an absolute lunatic and start texting players. And making the text like available to media that he's going to sack the player, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's just that type of thing. I, I just don't want anywhere like it, uh, wary of that. Type of um, like I think my Leon specific in terms of these tactics, have I got it wrong? Or? No, no, you're you're right, especially with the latter two teams, so Chelsea and, and um, Inter Milan. Uh, uh, initially at Juventus, he, he was playing a four three three, and I was doing a bit of swatting in terms of why he, he adopts that that style. Um, a lot of the time is because he adopts the the style based on the players he has. Now, I I would say that at Chelsea, in particular, the defense that he had at the time, he had I think he had David Luiz, um, Aspilicueta, and Andreas Christensen. And he managed to make David Luiz look a good defender um, for that one season when they won the title um, because he was masking their weaknesses. He started off playing a four at the back at Chelsea um, and I think they got fresh 3-0 by Arsenal away and then they, they reverted to a, to a three at the back. Um, that also was the case at, at Inter Milan because they're not the strongest team. He didn't have a massive budget. So he was 
being quite economical in terms of the players that he bought in for for low prices or people with experience. Um, and he was, again, trying to mask that. I think the proposition at Manchester United is slightly different in terms of the quality we have in personnel in the back four, which maybe would lead him to play a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 or... Um, I'm not entirely sure. I, I'm not entirely. I'm not convinced he would definitely go with a three at the back. If he did, then I agree it would be an issue, considering we're very top heavy with wingers um, in our squad. Um, but fundamentally, for me, I just say okay. Say Conte is not on the table. Who else? Who else have we realistically got that could come in on just a short term period? A couple of things on Conte, mate, because uh, I did have a. I- well, but then I just went to Wikipedia and took the easy option. Um, for playing majority of the time, according to Wikipedia, which is gospel, as you know, three five two. I do four two diamond as well. But what the main thing I was going to say, mate, is when he went into Inter, and basically his demands were he wanted, and he bought players to suit his system, and he bought players to suit 3-4-3 like he bought Hakimi which was quite an expensive buy so he clearly wants that point of view anyway I mean it's all hyper um, what what were you going to ask me and if not Conte who else yeah if think? not Conte who, who else like that's the thing for me in an ideal world I'd say get someone short term till the end of the season and then bring in Ten Hag or someone like that, someone of that ilk, somebody who plays the way we want to play and who can develop youth, etc. Um, because of uh, Ten Hag and what the negatives. Let's run through some of the candidates. Let's start by Ten Hag because I think I don't know about Andy, but I know he's one of mine and your favourites who we would possibly like to take over. But like all the candidates, he's got Red, on him as yeah. well. What do, what do you think? Like. Is me or Andy? Uh, either of you guys. Andy, do you know much about Ten Hag, mate? I don't, mate, to be honest with you. But that, that's one of my questions. I was, um, well, that's the question I was trying to ask for Leon before, you know, and, and Leon's just kind of asked it himself. If not Conte, who? Do you know what I mean? That, that's my point, what I'm trying to say. If we get get rid of Solskjaer now, who who do we bring, who do we bring in to do it? I'm not, I'm not having this, you know, bring in one of the backroom... I mean, I think I've seen some stories about Darren Fletcher. <laughs> What's going on? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So if if you get rid of Solskjaer now, who's been doing the job for for three years, who are you going to bring in to miraculously change? Because Conte is not going to come as a short term fix. No. He's going to want longer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Conte. If, if we bring if we bring in somebody in just as a stopgap until the summer. Why not just keep keep hold of Solskjaer until the summer? I think he'll but, get the next three games. Anyway. You know what I mean? I think he'll, I, if he doesn't totally balls up Tottenham, I think he'll get the next. If I'm being honest, I think he'll be gone after the uh, City game. City game, like City game, I'd be surprised. But I think because I have Unless a feeling Atlas will smashes. Can I can I ask you a question, guys? Yeah. Um, do you think it's possible for us to get a manager like a Ten Hag or a Pochettino? I know, I know, we probably couldn't get Pochettino, but I'm not sure he's he's loving his situation in PSG. But do you think we could prize the manager away? So say, look, go all out and say, look, we want want you now. And do you think someone like Ten Hag would just come and leave Ajax mid season? Yes, I think if you throw it, he would. 
along with the fact that it's Manchester United. Yeah. It's still got that pull, and any half decent manager knows that that's a decent squad. Like mm. you just need me, that might be firing. But um, yeah. on Ten Hag, mate, uh, I'll I'll give you my thoughts. Let me know what you think because I, I'll, I hate to use the word philosophy because it's such a cliche, but I like his philosophy in the Ajax way. And um, I think the four players and like the way he tries to play will suit our squad a little bit more. Um, also, handles himself off the pitch. You don't really get that sort of like any sort of negative like uh, like headline. He just cracks on with his job. The only the main issues I've got with him is it's one thing my which I'm sure it's a tough job, but like let's be honest, like it's the best team in like Eredivisie, isn't it? Like by a country mile. I have. Mm-hmm. For a while, but I'm assuming they're like Bayern Munich. Of uh, what impresses me about him is the way he's gone on league, which yeah, even far far superior squads than him, he's kind of which is one of the key reasons I would love to have him at our place. We can get him, yes, I think very tough, and I don't think he'll. Till the Champions League group stages are over, which is fine, but however long. Um, anything to add to that, Lee? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think you, fan, you, but... you, you, yeah, you, you summed it up well. I think in terms of what we're trying to do in his style, you know, he, he's his sort of favoured um, formation is the four three three, even four four two. He's tried it um, at times. Um, also, the style of play. Um, I think. You know, as Man United fans, we are slightly envious sometimes of the way other teams are playing. Um, some of our big rivals, uh, even though we don't like to, to, to say it. Um, so I think he'll give us the style we're looking for. I think my reservations are the same as yours, really. I mean, he's coming from the Dutch league um, and he's managing the best team. It's not like he's like the manager of Utrecht and he's bossing it there. That would be really impressive. Um, yeah, but again, it's when I go back to his Champions League performances... Um, namely against you know Real That's Madrid, um, he and Juventus as well. They were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. I agree, they had quality players then who have now left, but you know he really impressed me with that. And I think he would be able to implement that style with the players that we've got there. Um, and it's, uh, Dortmund recently as well. Dortmund recently, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it's, it's, it's what you said as well, Z. You're not going to get the drama. You know, he's just going to get there, do his work, um, and. You know, I think he could. He could. My my another issue for me is is he, is he a, is he a winner winner? I know he's won in in Ajax, but for all intents and purposes, that's a one horse race, really. So, is he a winner? Because Klopp won in Germany with Dortmund. Pep won. He's won everywhere, but he's he's got the most money. Um, but then again, Tuchel didn't really win much um, in Germany, and he he won the the French league. And he seems to be a top manager. So, this is one thing actually. Whilst we're speaking about this, mate, and I'm sorry, boys, I'm going to go on another little tangent. Um, I know on the last podcast I said this to Q as well. Why is it all of a sudden two counted up there, like Klopp and um, Pep? Like it's always like the media referring to three world class managers. Yeah, like I was yeah. saying to Q, 
half of these dickheads don't even know who Tuchel was before he came over to England. Like they probably thought, oh, he was a failure at PSG. They probably don't know him from. I just think with Tuchel, everyone's and it's all because I do have Chelsea as my favourite in the league. But I just think at the right place, and it, people are just getting a little bit too carried. Like he had an amazing six months. It's just let's see how he deals with a little bit of adversity when it eventually it will because it always does at Chelsea. Um, and he, I just feel like the media are too making world class when they half of them probably didn't even know like which teams he managed before Chelsea and their uh, PSG. Sorry, mate. I totally, yeah. like jumped in and had <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I just think. I, I think for me, he'd be my favourite. When I look at all the candidates, he has he's probably the manager with the least reservations I have. Um, so I, and I think he has a lot of upside as well. Um, so I would go for him. Whether we could get him in in um, in November in the international break is is another question. If we have to wait to the summer, then so be it. Um, to go back to what Andy says about just staying with Solskjaer, the reason why I think we shouldn't stay with Solskjaer, Andy, is because I think he's lost the dressing room. Do you, do you think he's lost the dressing room or do you think that's the media telling us he's lost the dressing room? I don't think yeah. he But I think he has lost his confidence of the players in the sense that some of them, like some of the top, top ones will be like questioning, like, hang on, like, like, yeah. I don't think there's an outright revolt as in like lost the dressing room, all 22 players are like, got knives out, like, Look at Pogba in terms of coming out specifically to say that he hasn't had a falling out with the manager because he could have easily just left that, like didn't have to say anything. But obviously, it meant enough for him. He thought that he wasn't going against the coach. Go on, mate. Yeah, yeah, but Z, Z, you're more or less saying what I'm saying, but in a different way. He's, you're right. He hasn't lost just him like they're revolting, saying what about. But I don't feel they have the confidence in him. Yeah, because I was reading some snippets, and again, this is just you know media media chat. But they were saying, right, we're going to press for the Liverpool game when you know Man United haven't been a pressing team um, and they haven't trained it. it. So I think players, experienced players, who winners are looking and thinking, what are we doing here? This is a bit amateurish. That's what I mean by saying he's lost lost respect yeah, in the dressing yeah. room. I think I think it's just uh, obviously from back in the day, dressing room lost the dressing room in a yeah. tabloid headline, you automatically assume everybody's like wanting them sacked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well I yeah, I think you're right. We're saying it just in two different ways, but saying the same thing. Let's run through some of the other other um candidates. I just want to go through them because obviously in the forum everyone's put certain names in and we're saying, well this is the problem, this is why he should have it, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I just think it might be nice to just quickly go over them in the Let's have a quick don't forget to mention. Don't forget to mention Graham Potter, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You think I'm joking, but but, but I, I don't know. we'll get to that. But I don't think it's a bad chat, Andy. To be fair, for it. Man United, for Man United, it might be a bit too early. But all right, let's 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 carry on, Z. Yeah, carry on, Z. Because I want to talk about Morpool. Like, what what's the thoughts? Are we would we take him? question for each of these managers um, that we're about I think we've already answered it for Ten Hag, I think Andy's probably agreeing as well get him right, like you would take him 
No questions asked? Yeah, I, I don't know much about the boy, to be honest with you, but yeah, from, from, from all what the we've said. Stuff, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so Mopo. For those who want best pals with him. Yeah, I would, I would take him. I would take him. I, I think, again, like Tenagi suits the style of what we're trying to do. Um, you know, obviously, I've got massive reservations about um, Pochettino um, from his time at, at Spurs. Um, I think he could be labelled a bit of a bowl job um, in, in certain quarters because um, he came very close to winning the title and you would have thought that with the team that he had, he, he probably should have got over the line a few times. And he, he didn't win a trophy in his spell at Tottenham either. But I do like his style of football. And obviously, he's very big on um, pressing, but also um, employing youth. Like, he, he, the amount of first-team players, um, English players, that he, he gave debuts to at Tottenham was, was brilliant. Um, I think the reason he's having a bit of a tough time at PSG is because the team's so unbalanced. Um, and I think you saw that with Tuchel as well. Um, because when you've got such three top-heavy players with egos, Neymar particularly, exactly. Messi, they're not running back. So you have to adapt yeah. to that. Um, so it's yeah, very yeah. difficult. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's why he's probably... He's, he's one, sorry, yeah, Andy. I was going to say no, that's no, probably no. why he kind of wants out as well, doesn't he? Like, there's that little chance that he wants out and we might yeah. be able to get... But what yeah. were you going to say, Andy? Sorry, go on. No, just echo Leon, really. My... Mopo is my first job. I hate Mopo as well. I hate the fact that I'm using it. <laughs> I hate, I always slate people for saying Mopo, and here I am doing it. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Pochettino was my, was my first, was my number one post, uh, Hope Jose, but it obviously couldn't happen. Um, I, he would be my number one now if we, if we could get him over Ten Hag. Um, the reason being, he's been there, he's done it in the Premier League. Yeah, he's you know, he's not he's not won the league and stuff. He's not won a trophy with Spurs, but I think the experience by getting him in now, uh, it, he's a he's a better manager than he was at Spurs. I think for the experience he's having at PSG, and I think if he came back to the Premier League now with this United team, I think he could do wonders. And and you know, with a promoting youth, his style of play and defensively as well. It's got to be said, defensively with Spurs, I thought he was, he was, he, he was, I thought he was quite good to be honest with you. I didn't really I see didn't... many issues with that with that Spurs defense at the time when he when he had them, and I think he'd be a perfect fit for United. I think he'd right, buy yeah. into the culture of the club. Uh, I think he, he personally'd be man number one if we could get him. I think 2018 Poch would be perfect for Man United. Um... This one, I have my reservations, may if I may add some to it. Uh, he lost the league. I know he was only there for six months. League in a one in a one horse race, he came second, yeah. which is came first, which yeah. is worrying. <laughs> <laughs> which is worrying. Uh, they got knocked out easily, didn't they? Was it City that knocked them out as well? I think in the semis, like it wasn't uh, even like a. I don't think it was a challenge at all. Yeah, I think it was Sydney that. Um, so I I have big reservations about them. It's like I'll tell you a, another thing that all uh, seem to be leading back to Josie at the moment. But I'm very scarred from that Josie time yet. And I, before we got Josie, I, I remember thinking, mm, is that like 
Josie Posty's sell by date because he'd never had that what he had with uh, left where he just totally crumbled. And Poch has had that with um let's not forget before he left Spurs, he didn't leave Spurs, he got sacked for just hit now right he obviously not had investment and he's just kinda lost interest or whatever. That's probably not true, but anyway, let's just say something along that line. Gone to PSG, and as I've just mentioned, came second. And I think this season he's doing all right, but still, maybe it's not balanced, but he's not getting cohesion. And let's not forget, boys, I was, or Leon mentioned before that our squad's possibly better than Chelsea's. Um, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure if that's true. One thing I will tell you is Chelsea's squad is better balanced than ours is. I, I actually mean... So, yeah. if, if you look to their back three, would you take any of their centre-backs over our centre-backs? I'll take that right back. I'd take, uh, I'd take all five or six of their centre-backs ahead of our 80 million captain at the moment, mate. Just an absolute <laughs> on, joke. But on, but on paper, yeah. But <laughs> give give, give yeah, him the yeah. benefit of the doubt. He's actually a solid centre-back. He's just going for a bit of a spell. You wouldn't take Varane, Maguire and Shaw. You'd, you'd, I'd swap James for um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, obviously. Um, but they, they would get into Chelsea's team. So all, all I, I was talking about the personnel, not the team yeah, is not yeah. balanced compared to Chelsea. That's what I meant. I think our personnel is actually stronger overall. But I think that is uh, how many months of the season has it been? What like two, three months now? And I, I would possibly it's possibly been one of the best defenders in the league since Tuchel came in. And there's a reason why he's like 100 grand a week. So I think it, it's not. I think Varane, yeah, 100%. Uh, I end of last season, Maguire looked solid, but I've never been a 100% Maguire in type of person. Just I just think that 80 million people struggling to look past it. See when he has stinkers like the last couple of matches. Maguire or Rudiger? Like, is that a blatant, like, blatant over the last I, year? I just, I just think, though, also, you've got to look at team setups as well, Z. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. The way that Chelsea are set up, they're, they're very, very hard to break down and hard to score against. Whereas sometimes we put our centre backs and our, 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 our full backs in positions where they're defending one on one. So they're exposed more, even though we play two DMs. Uh, <laughs> Because we, we get opened up on the counter-attack by average teams. Newcastle, yeah. Everton, um, you know, Atlanta, Villarreal. They're not average teams, but they're not top, top teams. Okay. No, that's fair enough, man. I think, uh, it's, um, yeah, as, you, as you guys can see, it's been like five or six days. I'm still kind of sore off quite a few of the results. Let's let's move on from more poor then because I think again it's another question marks over him. I know I would personally take him ahead of Shulsha right now because I think to get a little more out of the squad. One thing I would say as well, um, actually, I think before we go on to the next name, which is obviously the most obvious name, Potter. That's the first name. 
I think one thing we unanimously uh, agree on is we need the next an elite coach because we've seen someone who's a decent man manager Bailey isn't a top top coach and his own like coaches who seem to be young at the moment as well they're like they're not a Carlos Quiros where they can like the manager to do the man management side and kind of whatever else, for example, the manager should be doing aside outside I, of the training. training I, th- I think on that, Z, sorry, just to jump yeah, in, yeah. I just think you're spot on, mate. I think basically, if had Solskjaer got a top coaching, because I think we all know he's not tactically, he's not there, but he'd got a top coaching like a Carlos Quiroz, he would have been able to mask a lot of the, the inefficiency Solskjaer has had. But because he's got two coaches who are learning on the job, it's there for all to see. Um, you know, McKenna and Carrick are, are novices. Um, and it's just like three novices together. And it's really showing in, in the way we're playing, in the way we're set up, I think. I'm also not sure if I've seen it. Like, I think it was somebody put it in the group. It, like, we've got some more come over with Shalter as well. <laughs> like, is that true? I don't know, man, but... <laughs> I've seen that. Surely that can't be true. Like, he's... Oh. There's top quality coaches for Mulder, yeah? yeah. Man, Mulder, Mulder anyway, is sick in nowhere. What are you on about? Yeah. So the, the reason I bring up the... Uh, Andy, because me and Leon were talking about this, and uh, we both rate Potter, okay? Now, I think... I rate him, mate. Yeah. I rate him highly. Yeah. Be one, and, one, one, one move too soon, though, right? Yeah, he's, he's not. He's, nah, he's, he, he can't be. It can't be mentioned in the in the breath for United job. Surely. <laughs> surely. What, what I would say, hopefully Andy can um, put a <laughs> argument because me and Leon were talking about it. Obviously, the next name I'm about to mention, we can't really take. Stop laughing, Leon. Would rather take Brendan Rodgers over Potter because I feel. He would job after at Liverpool. And well, he's never had a big job, has he? So <laughs> I like yeah. that answer. He'd be yeah, ready for his, I mean, he'd be ready for his first big job, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's had that like step, like step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean with Celtic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Celtic, mate. I can't even ban the Liverpool at the moment, mate, because I've got the screen <laughs> up there and it's got Liverpool five, Man United. And you know what the worst thing about that? Because I was, of all people, trying to like say, like, you know, maybe the 5 nil flattered Liverpool a little bit. Like, you guys had a couple of chances and they were just clinical. I was getting, mate, they took a foot off the gas at 50 minutes. Know, mate, it's embarrassing. Which was the worst part about it. Not the fact yeah. that they smashed us and they were clinical, but they almost took pity. And it's even worse. That alone, the manager can't do anything about that. Like for the last forty minutes, that alone told me that he should have him. And the only reason he hasn't gone is because our board is. We haven't got a plan in place. We've yeah. done exactly the same as actually. This is a quite a interesting point, which I think none of us have mentioned. Forum. We did the exact same thing to Josie. Like he had a all right season, and then. 
on contract, like at the end of that all right season. We've done the exact same. Like the number two was good, but in hindsight, and also if you look at like the clubs had and Chelsea only had six months with a decent manager, Mm. we managed to scrape second, like scrape it in the end. And we gave the whole backroom staff and long contract. And yeah, I just found it quite odd that we as fans might miss these things, but surely as a board, like you should learn from your mistake. You you should know that you shouldn't be emotional when you're given like deep go off just the fact. Am I yeah. getting my point across, boys? No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, get I agree. You. I agree. I get you. Yeah, so do we need to say anything about Potter? <laughs> you know what would be the ideal scenario, Leon? What? We get Potter in as assistant <laughs> and we say to him, right, Coach. once uh, Ollie moves up up, 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 up up in the board, uh, you can have the manager's job, you just have <laughs> a couple of years. <laughs> oh, mate, desperate times, desperate times right now. Yeah, for, just on Potter quickly, I think... He needs to go to a club like Tottenham and Everton, West Ham potentially, that kind of ilk. Um, test himself um, with a bit more expectation. Um, he goes. But I think, you know, he could be a, a top manager in the making for sure. No, I agree. Completely agree. I think this is the problem as well, isn't it, boys? Like, we can't get someone who's just doing well. Like, a Tottenham would be able to get a Potter and it wouldn't be an issue much pressure if like the pressure on him would just be turned up so yeah. much and yeah true. the size of our managers in weird ways and I've said this plenty of times and that's why I keep on saying whilst I personally don't oh, Ollie is the right guy and, and I think even before like these results I think I said to guaranteed us like a good baggage I'd be like even I want to keep Oli I'd be like yeah sorry mate like it's time to move on you have to be ruthless but the problem is we haven't got that and we can't wait for too long either because you don't get into the top you're talking another two the build because yeah. you Face it, like Pogba's big, and he's we we did gonna go for free this summer, and we're probably gonna lose a couple of other players. And uh-huh. I can't imagine Varane and Ronaldo being happy playing Europa League. No, no, well, I, I don't think no, nah, that's not gonna happen. We'll get Champions League this year. I think uh, the tone of the podcast is slowly being dragged down a lot more than I wanted. Can we uh, finish on like any sort of high note? <laughs> what what's uh, what's everyone's predictions for the? I think we'll smash him, mate. Three, four, five, six, nil, something. <laughs> I think it'll be Previously, comfortable. Uh, Andy, what what do you think? What, what, what's your no, I think it'll be a tough thoughts, one. Um, I've got a funny feeling we'll we'll lose it. Um, and I think that'll be the end of Solskjaer to be honest I think it won't be the City game I think um, I can see us losing 2-1 it'll be a pretty tight game 
And I think that'll be good night Vienna for Solskjaer. Leon? Still there, mate? Is Leon gone? Leon? Still connected. Yeah, I think we'll... I've got a feeling we'll struggle in it, mate, to be honest with you. And um, like I say, I don't think... I think Solskjaer... I, I'm a bit surprised, if if I'm being honest, I'm a bit surprised he's not been sacked after the Liverpool game. Um, I, I thought... I did think, before full-time, I thought I can see an announcement coming within within an hour after kick after full-time kind of thing. I thought it was going to be one of those. So I didn't, I didn't nah. think he was gone, mate. I just think... Uh... They've invested too much in him, and also, like, I don't think they've made any contingent things did go like down, um, things did go south. Um, I said it even in the summer, mate, like, as a board, and obviously, I was still well behind Solskjaer. I thought maybe he could, you know, if not take us to the title, at least take us to a like a contention of the title now any would still kind of feel us out and just make sure that if things didn't go to plan be in, in place and I don't think our board's that smart and like nah. well as far as from what I'm reading mate just to go like call back the Varane um, transfer point you made why wasn't it done quickly from what we only work on one deal at a time what kind oh, of really? What kind of football club works ball. on one? Um, yeah, so that so what I was saying is, mate, I didn't see him going. I kind of had a feeling they were going to just wait to try and see ride it out, and then give him like maybe the Spurs game. Mm-hmm. Um, Leon, you back, mate? Yeah, I, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't think he was going to um, be sacked either. Um... We don't we don't behave like a, a big club or a serious club, so it didn't surprise me. Um, no, and also, what he said, we didn't have yeah. a we didn't have anything in place to to sack, sack him for anybody, so it would have been a bit yeah, sack him and then what McKenna or Carrick takes over, you know. Yeah. So, and uh, Andy as well, I think uh, I have a feeling we'll we'll actually play all right against Tottenham and probably not because think... uh, go on. I think it all depends on for me. Cavani needs to start playing. And I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> I said this like literally signing after I'd be yep. doing like the Ronaldo C after the yeah after the ecstasy of signing them had wore off. The first thing I said is problem. Um, Hindsight's a beautiful thing, but I think we were all kind of saying it at the time. We didn't need Ronaldo. We don't need it. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's other there's other positions we needed. Now we were in a, a catch twenty two situation because the alternative was to let him go to City, and that can't happen. But we didn't need him. You know, um, I'm, I'm a loving the fact that he's at my club. Yeah, of course I am. It's Ronaldo. But we didn't need him, and I think that's jeopardising. You know, the the greater good kind of thing because I think we're we're such a different team with Cavani, such a different team. The do, the do problem. Think, one minute. Sorry, do you think um, the board signed Ronaldo or Oli? Uh, I would say the board. I don't think he's. 
I don't think he's an Ole signing. I think yeah. this is the way it probably is. Ronaldo's a possible and we're happy to do this deal. It's not going to come out of your like current and future transfer fee, like transfer kitty. And I think Oli, yeah, why not? But the problem is, he probably knew when the ball it's not really a question, it's more yeah. of a statement. Yeah. And secondly, like the whole Cavani thing, mate, like, and again, calling back to the Everton game, when we were cruising against Everton and cruising loosely, because I think that was their game plan to hit us late, like once they got the chance. As soon as Ronaldo came on, I felt like there was a bit of a shift in the game in the sense that we lost a little bit of control. Now, Ronaldo, of course, gives you like that goal scoring and like danger, but it frees up their players, mate. Like Cavani keeps the players busy because he's yeah. all, all action, whereas Ronaldo's preserved get that chance guess what mate like our team the team that's going to create chance after chance so we can't be a guy for like 89 minutes like people will say like this is a it's such a hard argument because people will come well he scored six goals in eight games which is fantastic but how has he affected our other attacking players and their output you watch him when we've not got the ball and he's non-existent really and it's painful, mate, because it is painful. Like, obviously, it is. we grew up seeing Ronaldo at his pomp. Yeah, and, it is painful. Like, and it, we were caught on um, saying from before a hook and a rock uh, <laughs> in between a rock and a hard place where the Manchester City. So, it, and you know what? It really annoys me that he even considered going to City. Like, ah. Uh, Anyway, sorry, Leon. Can I? Can I? Yeah, can I just just to, just play devil's advocate? Yeah, I know. Obviously, the dynamic of the team's changed a lot because he's come into it on and off the field, um, and I know obviously he doesn't really press from the front. But Ronaldo's never been a, a press from the front player, even when he was at United in his first stint. Um, in fact, we've never really been a press from the front kind of team. Um, and to to be successful, you don't necessarily have to be a press from the front team. Chelsea don't press. From the front, like Liverpool and and um, and City do, they just drop back into their shape. So we could adopt that that style with him in the team. He undoubtedly adds something on and off the pitch in terms of goals. Um, just you know, he's a leader. The rest of the players will look up to him. Um, he's he's won two games for us in the Champions League with winners. Um, so I think he's been a good addition based on the fact that it wasn't in our plans initially. But we, we took him because we didn't want him to go to City. That's a fact. And I think the board sanctioned that 100%. Um, I do agree with Andy, though. I think even this this is one of the things that I know we've already sort of gone over this. But this, for me, just shows Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's um, limits, his limitations. Because every game we're playing 4-2-3-1, 4-2-3-1, 4-2-3-1. McFred, same, same players, da 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 why not try three five three five two and play Cavani and Ronaldo up front? Try something a bit different. Yeah. You know, against other teams. Because I I like you said, I think when we play Cavani up front, we're a totally different team. And it gives us that focal point because he's a proper centre forward. Um 
And I'd like to see, I'm not saying every game, but just try it, try to see how it goes, see how it works out. Um, just, but it just seems this, the same thing. And it's like, all right, this didn't work last week. We're conceding loads of goals, but we're still playing with Fred. Donny sitting on the bench. You know, it doesn't... Yeah. On on his, uh, on on the pressing thing as well, mate, because I think that quite a few pundits have said that as they used to press, like quite a few of his former team. My main issue isn't that he doesn't press specifically. It's more so that it's not Ronaldo of like, say, 28, 26, when he had that main of the pain like where defenders would drop off or at least two two defenders would mark him. If you watch now, what happens is when we're playing and we like the other team getting the ball off us play, there's barely one person mark know that they'll be able to catch up to him over a ten yard sprint. He might get away for five yards because he's got that like but you'll notice most defenders you know what I mean? So it's not just about the press. It's like at his prime, like he could go wherever he wanted because marking him. So it doesn't matter that he wasn't doing running, like he wasn't running in behind or like pressing. You would yeah. have like at least two guys marking him, two less guys to mark the rest of the guys. Whereas with Ronaldo, I don't think that's the case. The only time people have beat is when ball near are like. We've like we've a lot of possession of the ball around the box. That defenders are really worried about them. Aside from Sorry. that, like in position, they just don't really. They're not. They don't well, care. Like no, yes, I, 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 no, I agree. I agree. Independently box. Yeah. Sorry, Mick. Go on. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. But it isn't I mean, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that quite similar to to Romelu Lukaku? Like I think if you put Ronaldo into the Chelsea team, because I've I've made this point in our forum as well, and I've said it on like previous podcasts. Assets, possibly the biggest asset of Ronaldo right now is his area. We've only got that can not sorry, I shouldn't but that wants to cross the ball, which is Luke Shaw. So in a you've got Wingers who are inverted. Greenwood usually wants to have a shot. Rush. Um, you've got Shaw who can cross, and I'm not even going to bother talking about one Bissaka. Do you know? You've got basically one of the major, like major things we should be using. We're not really using it, so I see what do. suited to that team, Ronaldo. Is not a team, but he's not even a player that you can really rest. Look at the core commotion because he got rested against Everton. Like he's thirty six, and we're gonna game just because it's Ronaldo. Hmm. I mean, I, I think he does need rest. I don't, wouldn't have picked that game to rest him though. Going into an international break, I think he made a bit of an error there. Um, I get your point about the crossing, but I don't know, man. This is why. Coaches are paid the money to, to to work out these problems. I mean, if I'm not a top coach, neither any of us, but if, if I had the Man United squad at this moment in time, it'd be a good problem to have because, you know, yeah. we're lucky. We've got a lot of quality players in the team at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Ollie's responsible for that, and I have to give him credit for that. You know, he's putting us in a position where we can actually look at our team and we're like, right, 
you know, we're, we're pretty decent again. Um, in terms theoretically, of theoretically, yeah, it's a good problem to have. Practically, yeah. it's a bit of a, yeah, bit of a, yeah, bit difficult Boys, situation. I I'm think. gonna have to love you and leave you. I'm afraid. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wrap it up anyway, mate. I think I was just dragging it along. Why? <laughs> anything and everything I could um, hopefully the next podcast is a little bit happier one uh, I'll let you get off anyway Andy and I'll see if uh, Leon has any last bit it's been a pleasure boys good catching up take care bye bye any uh, any last last thoughts mate before uh, we call it the night no no just uh, I mean I'm a, a bit at crossroads again because you, you it was a bit like when Josie left we didn't really have many options to come in at, at that period either did we <clears throat> hence why we ended up with Holly um and it's it's difficult it's difficult I don't know what to do I mean I, if it was me the two top choices are probably Poch and Eric Ten Hag would say yeah. so I, yeah yeah I, I mean Four. Poch has got a chance to genuinely win yeah, yeah. Poch has got a genuine chance of winning the Champions League with the team he's got. Uh, I know it'll be difficult um, in the balance, but you've got a fighting chance when you've got Messi and Mbappe and and, um, and Neymar. Um, whereas I think Ten Hag, we could we could probably get based off the project, the players, the team, extra, etc. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, I think. Man, I don't from the start of this uh, podcast and now, like, I've just been going more and more and more down. Conte. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, speaking of Conte, seriously, if we could get him for six months and, like, there were certain restrictions put on where he couldn't totally just blow the team off, mm. I can't see, any, like, any problems with that, but he's too much of a, like, big manager to say, oh, trial basically and then we'll see how it gets on that's just not it's going to be like oh well 10 million signing on fee for that and you can give me uh, Romelu Lukaku as my first signing in January as well (laughs) nationally young but no mate it's it's uh, yeah it's desperate times at the moment ideally if I'm being honest what we need to do is hopefully we can turn things around and at least gives us a little bit more time to get the right person in because what I don't want to happen is Pull the ball, pull the trigger, and just get whoever in. Yeah. And then you, yeah, then exactly. you, then you the same situation as we were after Van Hal, after Jose, after Moyes. Yeah. I mean, just to, just quickly before we go, one of yeah. the things I liked with Chelsea is, I mean, to to Lampard's credit as well, we built quite a good team. I think you, him and Oli are very similar in sort of where they are in their, their sort of managerial careers and whatnot. But he built a, a good team and. Tuchel's, I think he's only signed um, Lukaku, if I'm, if I'm right. Or did he sign Mendy as well? Was that Lampard? No, no, that was uh, under Lampard, wasn't it, after all? So, Balaga. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, it was. So he's, he's only signed he's only signed Lukaku. Has he signed anyone else? No, no, I think he's just signed Lukaku, hasn't he? So, I, I mean, the team that Oli's built is good, it's strong. So a, a, a manager like maybe Pochettino and Ten Hag would come in and just sort of take those players on and then elevate them and make them better, I think. Um, that's why I kind of like that those two coaches because I think the the transition would be quite seamless. Yeah. Whereas I think you're right about Conte in terms of his tactics, the, the, you know, the style of play and all the rest of it could change a lot. And then that could lead to going out 
that are fan favourites, um, etc. And that he'll, he may blow up the whole project. That's the thing. Um, whereas I like the way Tush was coming in. It's kind of been seamless. He's taken on Lampard's players and he's run with it. And he's not really had too many additions because the, the team was sort of there, really, wasn't it? Yeah. He's, he's a, if you've, I'm sure, like me, you follow him like Dortmund as well. He, he is a quality coach. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think the fact that he failed at uh, Red, that the experience he had at um, PSG really built him up to deal with certain things and realise that actually, like, it's not always best to have big uh, big no. egos as well. And no, no. um, what I would say, one last thing in terms of the whole Ole, I would say, I think somebody hit the nail on the head in our forum, mate. We are a team that plays off passion. <laughs> like, there's no pattern of play. I think the problem we have as well is going back to the Ronaldo thing. This season, the reason we're trying to press me, I think the plan was to become a pressing team slowly this season, but with Cavani up top. Mm. And what's happened is we've had a couple of injuries. Cavani's obviously not played. We've also got Ronaldo, who we can't not play. And yeah, I think the plan A that was there at the start of the season totally went out of the window. But who knows, yeah. mate? Hopefully we uh, get some sort of result against. You didn't mention about Spurs. Like, do you think we'll win? I, I get the feeling we'll we'll beat them. Not because we're we're decent, just because I've watched them there and they're awful. I, I put it this way: I don't think we're going to lose. I don't think we're going to lose. Um, whether we will win or not, I, I don't think we'll lose the game. Um, I think if we lose the game, that's that's him gone, like oh, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but I think we'll probably draw. Um, I'm going to be, I'll, I'll be more of it. I was going to say, I'm going to be keeping more of an eye over the next few games and not just any results. I want to see a decent performance. And I, yeah, yeah. I not like this season. And even if he scrapes like a couple of draws, fluky win over the next three games, and that, for me, unless the performance is in, sorry, thank you very much yeah. for all you've done. It's time to move on. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree with you. Admit before we uh, wrap it up, what were you gonna say? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, mate. I think one of the things that's frustrated me over the years is just the lack of style we've had at Manchester United for such a long time. Um, you know, we've been through a process of the last seven, eight years where we haven't really won much, and on top of that, the football's not been great either. So the thought of having a coach with a you know style, someone who's going to implement a, uh, um, patterns of play that you can see on the pitch with quality players as well. It's quite exciting, um, so that's why someone like Ten Hag would would um, excite me a little bit. But we'll see, mate. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I have no confidence in our board. Yeah, I mean, at this rate, we're going to end with a big sum. <laughs> the but. It sure it sure us up in the back four, mate. It sure us up in the back, mate. True, and he, he'd use uh, Ronaldo's heading. <laughs> <laughs> right me on that note uh, I'll speak to you soon well, see you later Later. take care bye bye thanks everyone for listening hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode and we'll catch you all next week stay safe now